Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash paulwheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash paulwheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. It's all right. It's okay. It says you're live. We're live. Hey, we're live. Oh, look, there's somebody. See? Drew. Hey, Drew. Hi, Drew. Drew, I hope you have questions because we didn't bring any. <laughs> so, uh, can you guys, it's okay? I'm not sure if we just turn on lights, but it's it's a warm day here today. It's it's like 80. <laughs> that is true. Inside. Inside. Yeah, yeah. Outside, I think it might be 85. Um, but uh, uh, and it was my my dumb idea to to, to do this uh, during the warm part of the day. We said that tomorrow tomorrow's gonna be cooler. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a Kickstarter. We're funded. Yay! Now <laughs> yeah, we got a whole bunch of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, go, go build it. I'll wait here. <laughs> um, so I, I want to know. Can people hear our little fan going? I want to keep my fan going. It's, it feels nice. Um, and if that's a, a bother. All right. I'm gonna assume that they don't hate it until someone tells us they hate it. Okay, that's good. Um, the Kickstarter is funded. We're currently beyond uh, triple funded, um, which is cool. We just posted moments ago uh, the three stretch goals. So we um, uh, uh, there was a big poll, and there's a lot of suggestions. And there were some suggestions that's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's <laughs> like. And and then like one of the suggestions was like really great, but it's like too good. And that was like uh, if we meet a certain goal, then we'll build the freezer of body. Oh yeah, I was actually in favor of that one. And and it's like I'm kind of surprised we haven't already had a bunch of people asking us to build the freezer of body before the green the Wolfati greenhouse. Haven't we had people asking that actually? Uh well. I guess the thing is, is why are we building the Wafati greenhouse now instead of the, the freezer Wafati? Right. And and a lot of the, the thing came about as suggestions. Like, people were just... Right. And we weren't saying, like... Basically, the suggestions came about, like, uh, you know, I wish you would do that, like, right away. You told There was a bunch of that, like, unnatural. Un- what is the freezer Wafati? See, this is working. Yes, That's excellent. a question. You've given it's us something to talk about. first question. Uh, so then uh, the, the freezer Wafati, uh, which has uh, got the open end uphill, but it's sunk down. It has no windows whatsoever and only one opening on the uphill side. And um, I think we... we I, I wish for us to build it on a north-facing slope, and uh, it's a little lower in the ground, um, and it'll be a double chamber thing. So what? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just laughing because Jake said, "Yay me!" <laughs> <laughs> hey Jake. <laughs> so um, I was, 
<laughs> so yeah, these little pictures uh, that go with them. Oh, yeah. nice. It's like it's like what is that? Is that a picture? That's not a picture of Jake. I don't think. Well, that was like a character could be. for some it show. Could be. Maybe it I is. I can't. They're very small. Yeah. So um, uh, the idea is is that everything he said he said yes. Nice. You look good enough to be on TV, Jake. <laughs> yeah. We thought you were from a show. So uh, uh, we hope that everything inside of the Wafati freezer would stay frozen uh, year-round. Like, you know, uh, that includes August. Yeah. And, and in and here in Montana, we get a lot of sun this time of year. How much how much nighttime is there right now? Um, it's about eight hours. Is it eight? Yeah. I always think it would be less than that. Like it seems like it's dark at around ten or ten. Well, yeah, it's technically nighttime, but it's like, dawn or it's, twilight. It's, like, you know? it's yeah. twilight all night. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're dealing with. So. Um, oh. Uh. Uh. The idea is is that we would charge it to be colder on cold days, and we've got a special design of a duct that is placed up high in the uphill wall, and then it comes down to uh, below the the freezer wafati, and that because of this shape of this duct, that whenever it is colder outside than it is inside then the warm air in the duct will leave and the colder um, passively... I mean, I think that, okay, the, the ground temperature around here averages 45 degrees. I think that if we're going to go on a north-facing slope, that's probably going to be closer to 41 degrees. So, um, uh, and then if we shape things around it, so that cold air coming down the hillside is directed towards the front of the Wafati, while at the same time still, so now we're talking about 39, we don't have that far to go to go to get to 32. So um, I I think, oh, good, Kyle's here. Oh, hi, Kyle. No, um, uh, so I think, I think that uh, um, now we just got to chill it, a little bit more, and then this whole thing about the um, passive uh, cold pump, it, I think, is going to uh, help us with that. And it, so, but yeah, again, we've got to try to find out. It's an experiment. Okay, so that was that was a question about. Oh, there's a great one here. Did I did we skip any other questions? Were there any other questions until this one? Oh no, it it's uh, it kind of like pumps the heat up. Yeah passively pumps the heat out. And Eleanor Justice asks, would a freezer wafati make ice, or is it more to keep frozen things frozen? I'd say ideally it's definitely going to make ice, but um, we really don't know the level of cooling that it will have. So That's why we need to build it. If you put yeah. things in there in the winter when it's cold, then they'll be frozen you know, throughout the year. So say you have a, you have a large harvest in the fall, Put it in the freezer body, it freezes, and then you can keep on pulling stuff out of that all through the summer. And I think that the passive pump, the, the passive heat pump, the passive cold pump, I mean, I, I imagine people are going to say there's no such thing as a cold pump, but um, the, the passive heat pump, I think, uh, would be something that we could plug up in the summertime. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so then once it starts getting cold, we'll open it up. Um, I'd say we're in zone, um, I think we're in zone 4B. 
84. Yeah. I mean, I think Fred kind of has come to the conclusion that we're now zone five pretty solidly. So I'd say that there's some debate. I mean, the funny thing is, is that in Missoula, it used to get down to 30 below every couple of years or so. But and when our first winter here, we got to 26 below. And um, but we've had quite a few winters where it didn't even get below zero. So it's like it's it seems warmer here for mysterious reasons that we don't know what they are. All right, uh, there was another question. So we're trying to. So today we're trying to. Here comes all the people. We're trying to talk about um, our uh, uh, Wafati Greenhouse uh, Kickstarter, which is now fully funded, and we're we're doing an open Q and A. And um, look, we're currently at forty three thousand eight hundred eleven. Maybe while mm-hmm. we're talking, it'll. It'll go to 44,000. <laughs> so I, it has slowed down a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's kind of to be expected. Right, that's the launch. But still, it was pretty cool. We got funded in three hours. Yeah. That was that was a nice. Uh, so now, I was nervous about whether we get funded or, at all or not. I don't know if you guys were nervous at all. I was pretty yeah. nervous, yeah. I, I thought, because I, in the past Kickstarters, it's like, Oh yeah, we've got like eighty percent of the stuff done. Right. And so we're just asking for that last little bit. It seems like it's easier. It's yeah. it's an easier easier to support kind of a thing. But we're starting this one off saying we've got Kyle's designs and uh, we've got a team ready to go. Yeah. We'll just distract them with shiny objects away from what they would otherwise do. And um, but we don't we don't have. We don't have a lot of skin in the game other than, like, putting together the Kickstarter. That's right. a fair amount it's of work. It's a lot of work. And uh, so it, three weeks. Yeah. And you were there the whole three weeks. It was. And you were there for a good part of it. You you made the video. Did, did you guys like the video? Huh? <laughs> so, um, okay. what's that? I thought it was okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. This is, do an interview with Jack Spirit. I'm get about Jack's on vacation right now. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, uh, we, oh, see, Kyle liked the video. <laughs> um, uh, we, Jack asked us to do an expert counsel thing about the project, and we sent it into him, but he hasn't aired it yet. So, um, yeah, we're going to help Eskimos make ice, and that would get... Or you could make a Kickstarter that would help Eskimos make ice, and that would get funded. I think I think Johnny is saying something about... like That you're good at Kickstarters? Is that what he's saying? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. I thought I thought he was saying this is a stupid project. I, I actually <laughs> think he's just saying that like you could get any Kickstarter funded because you're so cool. I That's, thought he was making oh. a comment about, uh, about the politics around global climate change. <laughs> I want to answer I want you to answer the question about but I think we skipped an actual question. Oh here. right. I was trying to so um how hard to convert greenhouse design into home design. I I think that uh, it won't be hard. In fact, um so Allerton Abbey, um when uh they were the, the first uh, posts were going in. I don't think we even got to the post. They were marking out the land. And I said, what? Why Why do you have it pointed this way? And it's like, oh, we're trying to line it up with the sun so you can get that solar gain and uh, in the wintertime. And I said, no, you, you, a Wafati is aligned with the hillside. 
so I kind of felt like it's important to have at least one Wafati that is not that has no solar gain. So Allerton Abbey has zero solar gain, none. So um, uh, that way we can verify that the annualized thermal inertia works. Right. And because otherwise, if, if it's got a passive solar element, then people are going to say, why, "Why are we talking about annualized thermal inertia? It's obviously passive solar." Right. And so uh, I kind of felt like we need. There's so much to prove with that one, and I we got a podcast out there where we talked about the tests this last year, but we um, uh, just got everything done where we could start testing like late November. Yeah, it was way too cold. The mass was not charged. No, and so, we had floors drying in there, which were essentially like evaporative coolers for yeah. the structure. Yeah, so we did some tests that were indicative and. It looks like the, the solar mass is going to work great and everything, but we've got the real test is it's up and coming. All right. Uh, I think that a Wafati is going to um, do really well with passive solar, which is effectively what this solar greenhouse is, is about. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, what's, the next, what's the next question? What um, zone are you in? We did that one. Would it work in zone three-ish? I would, I would think so. I mean, uh, zone. I was going to say that. Uh, oh, what I was saying earlier. No, oh, yeah, I was, I was talking about how we were definitely a zone four A, and now it's like you know, like Fred's thinking we might be a, a strong zone five, which that's like, wow, change. Uh, uh, I like the idea of the Wafati greenhouse. I already started a build using geothermal tubing that I ran 200 feet under, about 8 feet of soil. It's an experiment for me. First greenhouse I ever built. Cool. cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, the, uh, it says, I missed the Kickstarter. Dang. And it's like, no, it's going right no, now. It's, it's, Go over there and support it. I, I, I don't know. Can we put a link in there? Uh, can you, you can type oh, it in the chat. Maybe, maybe somebody can, oh, here, I'm going to try and do it. Yeah. Let's see if I could do it. And that's another thing too, is that I thought we were going to have a different format today. And clearly I've got some stuff to learn. Um, can you, I think, you know, I, I hope you guys can see the link. All right. Uh, the Kickstarter is still on. There it is. Yeah. And, um, great video says Kyle. Um, there's that. Does uh, a Wofati greenhouse or just Wofati require slope terrain? <laughs> this particular spot, I think that we're going to, um, uh, it's, it's relatively flat where we're putting it and we're going to end up putting it on a bit of a hill. I want to do this so that my hand gestures can get in here more. Look, see, it says the dude. That's from Seth. <laughs> Seth gave me that. Cool. <laughs> so um, I think we're going to mound it up a bit and and build it on a little bit of a mound. Yeah. So it's going to definitely be rather above ground. Um, but normally I would say any kind of Wavati thing, you would be very wise to build it uh, on a slope. Um but, uh, uh, you know, there's, we've got so much experimentation to do with this, but I have such great hopes for it all. All right. I think that if you have, um, you know, land that is not extremely sloped, but you also want to build a giant pond, 
then that's that's kind of what we ended up doing. Um, and the current site for the Wafati greenhouse is is about eight nine degrees slope. Um, so that's relatively flat, but it's still a decent slope. So. Um yeah, the problem that we have is when, in order, because I'm very emphatic that a wafati is an above-ground structure, although I would have to say it's a wafati house or a greenhouse, I mean, it would have to be an above-ground structure. Right. And then, um, but the but the freezer wafati is definitely an underground thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, and then look, there's Vention. Oh, we got something from Vention. Yeah. And so... Uh, uh, Vention came out and and he got the Millennium Falcon running. You know when they're gonna get that? They're gonna. We've been doing some planning so that we can get on it next week. Yeah, okay. we got to map out where the dirt's gonna be staged for the Hugo Cultures before we test out the dump truck. But we're super excited for it. We had some adventures with our well at base camp, which kind of postponed some of our projects here. And it's like like we're right in the middle of getting the Kickstarter off the ground. Like I think it was the very first day, wasn't it? It was during the launch, basically. And yeah. we had some, you know adventure and suddenly that's taking up a bunch of our time right when we're supposed to be sending out emails and stuff so um all right uh was there some question about how cold air pull out pipe size i've heard someone saying the pipe diameter was too small <laughs> yeah there were people saying that <laughs> Paul has feelings don't, don't believe everything time. you read on the internet <laughs> well do you so, want to explain why you chose a smaller I, pipe I, you know I'm willing to try some bigger pipes and there was and I saw there was also this whole thing of like we're we're trying to do three months of work because to prepare for a Kickstarter to put a Kickstarter together it's about three months worth of work and uh, we were trying to squeeze it into three weeks. I think I think we did pretty good. I mean, there were a couple of things that we never got to that we should have, but it's like no, <laughs> the date cannot slip. Yeah. And so, um, uh, but I I think we we pulled off a good enough Kickstarter. Um, and and so, but we got. Anyway, the, the thing is, is that uh, a lot of people wanted to talk about the design, and and I just couldn't. I, I just kind of felt like I got too much to do on a on a right. timeline. So um, there were a lot of suggestions about bigger pipes for the uh, destratification pipe, um, and uh, I I when I talked to Mike Ayler about it. I was suggesting a one-inch pipe, and um, uh, frankly, I kind of feel like if you've got if you've got a one-inch pipe, that it's going to act like a straw pulling thing. But if you've got a bigger pipe, then you start getting uh, laminar flows inside the pipe. So if you've got a pipe like like this, yeah, I'm trying to you know, and the the, the sun is on this side then uh, this side's going to get warm, and then it goes like this instead of uh, just straight up the pipe and pull from the bottom. You know, and the bottom is going to be like, what, 29 feet down? And so that's a long-ass pipe. And so what we needed to do is to be like a straw and pull it all up. And, yeah, there's going to be friction with all that air. But um, And so on the other hand, what we don't want is for the air to just start circulating inside the pipe, which is what I think you're going to get with a bigger pipe. But again, uh, you know, experimenting. Now, <clears throat> we are trying. Go ahead. We did have a discussion about it because, uh, like, people, there were people who were like, no, it's got to be bigger. And it's like, 
okay. Um, uh, and we kind of had this discussion of like, at what dollar amount do we hit? Because like, okay, unofficially, why are we doing this? Why are we doing a Kickstarter right now? I mean, not only are we flat ass broke. I was going to say that was this flat ass broke is up there. But okay, what's what's the other thing we really want? Like, if we got enough money on the Kickstarter, we would build the well or dig a well on the lab. Dig a well on the lab. Yeah. And so it's like we've been talking about this for like two years, and I already paid somebody to dig a well on the well on the lab. There went that money, <laughs> and then I paid somebody else to dig a well on the lab, and it was weak. And then another time, paid somebody to dig a well, and that was. So it's like you know what? It's just time to my money flit away on little things. It's like let's just let's just go pro here, you know. So anyway, um, mixing that in, we kind of said like, okay, people want more of those uh, well casing things with more destratification pipes, and then they want bigger destratification pipes to see which ones do the best. So I kind of put the question out to Josiah and Fred. So Josiah is going to lead the build, and Fred's going to lead Josiah, <laughs> which sounds like a problem, but I know it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> it seems like a dynamic that works out well. It, it does. And it's like, don't even, just don't ask questions, and it'll even work better. <laughs> so... <clears throat> And I said, uh, so we talked about the idea of, like, at what point in the Kickstarter would that be, would there be enough money to do the well and all the expenses for all the other things and uh, to pull it off, and we would double the interior size. And so now we're thinking, like, that might, if, if we keep going, if the, if the Kickstarter goes high enough and far enough and everything, then... Um, at a hundred thousand dollars, right. which the Kickstarter last year did a hundred and fifty, and um, and right now we're about neck and neck with last year, where last year was. It could happen. It could happen. And um, then once we double the interior size, we could add two more well casings with two more stratification pipes, and we could do like. So I'm thinking an inch. We could do also an inch and a half, two inches, maybe. Three inches? I was I was imagining two half inch pipes, two even smaller. Oh, interesting. Ooh, who likes the idea of two half inch? Well, how about? <clears throat> That's an interesting experiment. How about two three quarter inch pipes? Sure. I think half inch might have a little too much air resistance. Right. Well, and then, you know, it's we're not we're not answering the questions that are piling up, but oh, it does make me think about this. Uh, you know, if the outside of the pipe while maintaining the inside, and so you'd get more solar gain on the pipe, would increase the heat at the end of it, would increase the suction pulling it out. Um, so that's one, you know, and that, that could be done if we just, if we find that just the open pipe itself doesn't pull a lot of draft, then we could install a branched head that might increase the draft. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. I like that. And so then you could have, like, <clears throat> a two-inch pipe going all the way down to the bottom, mm-hmm. and then you might have five one-inch pipes at the top. Right. Just in front of the glass. That one's, that one's a good a good one. So what question were we trying to answer? Uh, Vinches. 
so about the pipes being too small. So basically, we're trying a one-inch pipe. We're trying, or our plan was to try a one and a one and a half inch. If we meet our stretch goals, we might get bigger pipes when we expand the area. But for right now, it's hard to fit more pipes reasonably into that. We got a good question about uh, Jean Payne compost heated greenhouse that has been seconded. Okay. Have you considered doing something like the French guy, Jean Payne, with compost pile, heat water to heat greenhouse? So, uh, we have a Jean Payne pile, um, and I could spend an hour and a half talking about that. And, but the bottom line is, is that it's not passive. Um, you gotta rebuild the pile. And then, like, John Payne, his was uh, a pile that was 10 feet tall and 10 feet wide. And he had to rebuild it every year and a half. That's not passive. And the problem that we're having with our pile, which um, was big enough the first year, and it was plenty hot. We got uh, uh, unlimited hot showers out of it. <clears throat> um, is that each successive year, uh, we have not built the pile big enough uh, or with enough we were like actually uh, like the first pile we imported a bunch of uh, hay and spent grain and uh, that made up a lot of the, the pile and so in latter years we were trying to use dominantly material from here but the, the bottom line is we're looking for something truly passive right. and um, and so that would mean uh, no electricity no wood heat uh, and and uh, and no uh, human discipline um, and then uh, no mechanical stuff to break down because I mean there's there's all these solutions out there it's like we keep in, in fact I can't help but think that one of these things up here is like what about the guy in Nebraska with the oranges and it's like how many times has that come up during the Kickstarter uh, like a couple dozen like six I was going to say six but a couple I've seen dozen. it a lot yeah. it might be in other places <clears throat> and it's kind of like yeah have you noticed how he talks about like his fan that makes it all work only uses seven amps right I mean what We're is trying that? to do no electricity, no fuel, no supplementary heat. Is that yeah. 1,500 watts? You know, right. what is that, 7 seven amps? No, that's going to be... I don't have the conversion. It's going to be about 800 watts. It's about 800 watts. Right. How How is 800 watts passive? Right. I I don't... I mean, granted, they're, they're heating the space with much less power. Because instead of a giant electric heater, which will use 20 times more electricity, they just got a fan going down into the earth, and they're just, you know, rotating it down to the earth. Right. It's like, cool. It's a huge <clears throat> advance. It's really cool, but it's not what we're trying to do. So. All right. Oh, so we, that was Vention's question is about the pipe size. All right. right. And then we skipped how much actual growing space in this design. So um, the back side is going to be about three feet by eight feet. Three and by ten. Three by ten, mm-hmm. and then the front side would be maybe three by seven. Yep. Okay. So not huge, but and then there was a, I, you know, and of course on Reddit they had to talk about what a douchebag I am, and I am, I totally am, and I I want to direct everybody to uh, Wheaton's Law of Reflective Douchebaggery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 
Um, but the thing, but they are, they're also saying like, oh man, that's, that's so small. It's pointless. There's so much being built. I mean, it's, and it's like, yeah, innovation's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, we gotta, we gotta find out if it works first. Right. Plus, I'm kind of rooting for like, can we keep the, like, will the, will the greenhouse on the coldest day be 65? And then on the hottest day, it'll be 85. I mean, can we pull that off? And then that kind of ties back into somebody was talking about like house design. Will this tap into a house design? Well? Right. And it's like, yeah, let's design it so that the amount of solar gain and the amount of, you know, and then it's like, it's different than the greenhouse enough so that it ends up somewhere around 72 all year. But, um, I mean, I, I kind of feel like, uh, I mean, based on just the Wafati, which has no solar gain, I mean, what's the coldest it got? I mean, it, the, the heat, the, the mass wasn't even charged. It dropped down to 39 at the coldest, and that was when we were gone for two weeks. And that has no solar gain. Right. And so it's kind of like, if it had a lot of solar gain for the mass, yeah. Uh, and not a lot of airspace. I can't help but think that um, it it would probably, especially in the winter time, it probably wouldn't get below sixty. But again, we gotta test. Yeah. Right. We gotta we gotta try it and see how we do, and then we can start talking about something far more significant. Right. Plus, our needs at, at this site right now are not significant, and plus. For growing food, and that's what a lot of people keep thinking about. It's like, I want to grow all this food, and I kind of think like, I'd rather I'd rather come up with something that's got full outdoor sunlight, and that's another possible Kickstarter in the future is the lemon, lemon tree, tree the outdoor the le- the lemon tree that's outdoors all year long in Montana. That would be super. <clears throat> Uh, All right. Oh, Vincent says, I see what you mean on the pipe size. Thanks. I hope to be there for some of the construction. Yeah, that would be really Yeah, cool we're kind of dependent out. on it. <laughs> so, all right. Did I skip any questions? Uh, how much the actual growing space? Uh, the Jean Payne thing? Okay. Uh, message, message retracted. Hey, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> um, Let's see. Is Alameda, California, really Zone Nine Internet info? Thanks, Paul, and all for your info and all you do. Oh, okay, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether Alameda, California, is really Zone Nine. I have no idea <laughs> either. Um. Uh, okay. There's a compost pile. It won't be passive. Oh, no, see, he's answered my question. Thank you, Jim. Venus <laughs> says, I would like a larger window. How many tomato plants do you want to grow behind the window? Well, keep in mind, uh, a tomato plant is perennial. Right. They grow to like five years old. And so um, <laughs> you start saying, how many tomato plants? It's like, how long are you going to let that thing live? Right, yeah, <laughs> I've seen them pretty huge. They get, they get giant. So like enormous. one, and it will live forever. <laughs> well, five years. Five years. Okay. Five years. Forever. Uh, okay. It says, how many do you want to grow? <laughs> I want it to live forever. Well, of course, you want to have some polyculture going on. So okay. in something the size of what we're doing, I don't think you want to grow more than one. Plus, on the back side, that's for gray water. I'm not. I'm thinking we're not going to grow any food plants in the right. gray water stuff. That is what we have decided on. Okay. Have you guys picked your species yet? No. Um, well, we are gonna, so we're gonna have a design meeting with Art Ludwig. Yeah. And he's gonna have some thoughts, but of course he's in, uh, he's in, in Santa Barbara. 
Yeah. And so... Josiah, you've been corresponding for... Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Have you picked a species? Because I said no. Um, reeds, rushes, cattails. Okay. Yeah. Grains. Grasses. Those are all wetland plants, so it's... Um, right. When, when choosing the... Most likely, the kind of gray water system that we were going to do would be considered a constructed wetland, which um, is important because the, the roots of the plant are actually inundated with the water. Um, and then when you're doing that, it's important to use uh, wetland species because they take the, the sun energy, hits their leaves, and they use that to actually oxygenate the the gray water in this scenario. Um, and that's why they're so effective at processing it, is that they turn it from the potential of an anaerobic bog to something that is, you know, suitable for aerobic decomposition, um, all kinds of life that's going to live in their rhizosphere that they're curating, and uh, and that's how the gray water gets processed. So if we, if we end up going with a non-wetland type, more like a um, uh, mulch basin type with, uh, you know, plants that would normally grow in just normal soil, uh, that will not be inundated, and so it could be any number of species. So, um, I, I think, you know, tropical species should work for us because I don't think it's going to get very cold. I mean, by the time we're done building it, it'll be September, which means we won't have charged the mass very much. <sighs> but, yeah. but there's going to be so much solar gain right. throughout the winter. Right. It'll probably be just fine. Right. So, I, hope so. I think an important thing to point out is that with the Wafati, it is really hard to change the interior temperature of the Wafati. And so when we have a really hot day, everybody wants to go inside the Wafati. And um, and I think even on a really cold day, a bitter cold day, it you just go very in warm in there. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's kind of like, um, I, I guess, you know, when we're talking about the idea of um, <clears throat> the sun hitting it, and it's like, because like some greenhouses, they'll hit 140 degrees. Right. I imagine that with a long, cold uh, night in the winter here, and only six to eight hours of sun in the day, I I don't imagine it could possibly get very hot inside. Right. I think it's like a regular greenhouse, yeah, 140 here in Montana. Right. But then this one, it'll just the the mass will just suck up all that extra heat, right. and uh, it'll it'll be maybe 75 or 80 inside. I and, have a very hard time imagining it. There's just so much mass. Yeah, there's not going to be yeah. very much diurnal swing. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, where are we at? Was this um, the tomato plants? Uh, you know, John Payne's video, uh, compost, are you talking about uh, the well casing of the thermos hyphen, uh, compost, I'm familiar with John Payne, how many pipe holes? Okay, so as is, the current design is that we're going to put two well casings in, and they're going to sit at the bottom of the trench. So Ader's design is a trench design with a trench below the trench. So you're going to have a, a trench that's three feet deep for you to walk in, and then you're going to have a trench that's five feet deep below that. So you'll have this wooden walkway over the trench. So that way, 
if uh, the greenhouse air starts to become cold, like, you know, an Ehlers um, examples always say, suppose that your ground temperature is, is a constant 50 degrees. Um, and so let's just use that for quickie math. So then, like, let's suppose that your temperature, because it's nighttime, the temperature inside the greenhouse becomes 40. It's going to sink into the trench. And then the air in the trench is 50, so it's going to rise. And so what happens is, is that there's this constant exchange going on, which is going to make it so that your air temperature, and I want to start off by saying the words in theory, won't be able to drop below 50. But of course, if your volume of air inside gets big enough and your trench is small enough, then yeah, you're going to be able to overwhelm that thing. And it's not going to be exactly 50. It'll probably be closer to 47 or something like that. But then we want to take it a little bit further, and we're going to add in these well casings that are 20 feet long. So we're going to extend the trench down another 20 feet, although I think there's going to need to be at least a little bit of a lip on the the edge of that, so that way dirt is less likely to go down into the hole. Um and and then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to put the um, uh, destratification pipe down in there. So hopefully we're setting the temperature, we're changing it from the theoretical 50, which are inherently closer to 45, uh, to possibly something like 70 or 75. All right. I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> um, neither do I, but let's see if we've missed any... Oh, Kyle asked, are you talking about the well casing or the thermosiphon? So I think you probably just clarified that. So Vention is saying uh, the 7 amps we were talking about earlier, if it's 220, that's 1,540 watts. But I'm going to I'm gonna guess it's 120, 20, which he says yeah. is 840 watts. So you My guess close. was 800. Yeah. That was pretty close. How many pipe holes will you drill or dig? Two, unless we hit the stretch goal, in which right. case four. Right. Um, so these well casings are six inches in diameter and 20 feet long. And we're just planning on burying two of them perfectly vertically. Right. And um, we have an excavator <laughs> with a fresh, brand new, well, not a brand new bucket, but it's our old bucket that's been totally reworked. And that was expensive. I, I Let's not bring that up. Who brought that up? You did, Bob. <laughs> Jake Robinson says you might have to AC. Um, and that's that's something that I'm super curious about. Um, you know... How much AC do we need in the Wafatis? So, because this is oriented for solar gain, um, you know, what we're trying to do primarily is to keep it warm all winter long, um, because that's the problem we're solving for ourselves with gray water. Um, however... If you know if we find ourselves in the summer and it has some decent solar gain still, um, uh, Jake is suggesting that we might need to either vent or do something to keep that temperature from overheating. And I I've thought about this for a while. I'm no expert, but I think that the mass is going to buffer that. Um, but we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, I th- I think. A- a big part of this is is that we've got to do the experiment in order to have the answers. So, um, you know, we, we did the Wafati experiment. This upcoming winter is going to be the big test for Allerton Abbey. And, um, but last year we got some indicative results to, to, that basically support that 
there's a very good chance that what we expect to happen will happen. But whenever you use annualized thermal inertia, it can take three to five years until the temperature really settles in. So, like, if if Allerton Abbey uh, drops to as low as 50 this upcoming winter, it's possible that five winters later, it'll have an even colder winter, but it never got below 60. Of myself and the center gentleman having the exact same COVID haircut right now. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, do you have an idea of how much gray water it will manage planning to measure it? Um, we've done some calculations on our personal water consumption, and uh, we're, we're building the gray water system to manage 30 to 50 gallons per day, which is not a whole lot um, by most uh, standards, but we just don't use a whole lot of water for the house. You know, a lot of our water use, um, it doesn't even become gray water, and so that's uh, we've reduced our water consumption to the point where it's not a problem. Um, and then... The other thing is that uh, even if even if the system um, is built to handle, say, 50 gallons, and we end up putting 60 gallons through it, um, the water that comes out at the end is not going to be uh, it's not going to be like full-on gray water, um, and at that point it's going to go into more biologically active soil once it's processed in the greenhouse. And so um, there is an opportunity where, like, you know, if we ended up deciding to process more gray water through it, it might end up that, like, the last bit of processing might happen outside the greenhouse, whether that's going to be in spring or um, or during a winter melt-off period. Um, but I think that... Uh, with a, with a constructed wetland system, it's it's about one square foot um, of growing space per gallon of daily gray water use. Um, and I've seen systems on uh, like systems that work uh, on YouTube that are smaller than that. Um, but I think we're going to try to stick to the one one gallon per square foot. Okay. Yeah, I, I we've the designs that we've talked about so far. <clears throat> are um, configured in such a way that that if there's a surge, a big, big surge all at once, that um, suddenly the water that goes out the other end will be uh, white-er water rather than white water. Right. And and we're, you know... But, but yeah, this is not a this is not a big gray water system. This is, I mean, it's experimental in so many different ways. Right. So, <clears throat> I'm not too concerned. I'm not worried about it. No. All right. Uh, growing space then is three by seven. Yes, and that's for like growing food stuff. Right. There's a bigger growing space that's for the gray water system. Um, oh, and then Kyle says the front growing space by the window is three by six. So Kyle have the much more accurate numbers. So Kyle is making the plans, and we hope to have a more interactive online thing, but. Maybe there's somebody who will circle back and teach me how to use this YouTube stuff. I know that I know that for the rewards on the Kickstarter, that our plan is is to use Zoom, and I we use I use Zoom all the time, and for, especially with big groups of people. So um, uh, we used YouTube because it seemed like a fun thing to try out and see how it is. <clears throat> all right. 
Uh, Vention says, that's such an exciting design, kind of lit a fire in my chest. Uh, that power can drive a guy forward almost without effort. By the way, Paul, are you keeping my favorite hat safe for me? Uh-oh. <laughs> he yes. left his hat. Oh, you found it? It's you know, safe. It's excellent. safe. All right. All right. We'll check on that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, the growing space for the back is 10 feet by three and a half feet. That's from Kyle. That's from Kyle. In the current design, subject to change, because we are going to be doing a three design meetings, like, immediately after the Kickstarter. <clears throat> um, and we're going to do it in that participatory Zoom-like thing. Right. So then... So then Kyle will actually have a voice rather than just being forced to type. And we can look at his screen and stuff. <laughs> and one of the design meetings uh, is going to be with Art Ludwig yeah. to make sure that we really get the gray water stuff done correctly. Right. He wrote Creating an Oasis with Gray Water. Yeah. 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 He's cool. Yeah. The, the big popular gray water book. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, we've got, there's a couple of other people I'm talking to. Big, big names in permaculture. That I'm hoping to get lined up for some of the other design meetings, but uh, they've got some other stuff they're dealing with right now, and hopefully we'll see how it goes. Vincent also asks, is the gray water going to be able to flow into the greenhouse without a pump? Um, yes, it's all going to be gravity-fed, essentially. We've got enough drop that that should work out. Into the greenhouse and out of the greenhouse. Out of the greenhouse, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to make sure it you know, would eventually leave. But totally passive. Totally right, passive. We're, we're looking for a completely passive design here. All right. Uh, You're going to excavate the holes, not drill them. That is correct. Uh, you know, we've got a little hand drill, and uh, I don't know. We've got a bit on it that's probably a foot and a half long. I don't think that's enough. Oh, wait, we've got that post hole digger that looks like a drill. Yep. Right. Yeah. That digs a hole about three and a half feet deep or so. Yeah. 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 We could drill a bunch of them in a circle so that we could stand <laughs> in it and then just continue to drill deeper and deeper. Yes, we're going to excavate them. We don't have right. a good way to do it otherwise. Yeah. If, if I, I don't know what would be a good way because I, I want to make lots of these holes, but the excavator digs holes mighty quick. So fast. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of... It's kind of easy to just say, let's just do that. <laughs> All right. Um, you're going to excavate the holes, not drill them. Total depth is 3 plus 5 plus 20 equals 28 feet. Right. That sounds about right. Um, um, do you think the temps would stay relatively the same in other parts of the country, like, say, Tennessee? Well, the answer to that question is the same as the answer to nearly all questions. It depends. It depends. And so... So, um, I, I, I'm, I mean, here we are in Montana and we're kind of like, we're building, we're designing this and building it with a whole bunch, like lots of experiments all happening at once. But like in Tennessee, the, the 45. Yeah. And so, um, uh, is it going to end up being a lot? It seems like March they're hitting into the seventies and they've got seventies all the way up through November. So, um, you have a, a shorter cold period, which I think that this design could be adapted to suit that environment. Um, I'm not entirely sure right now what I would do to adapt it to a warmer climate, but I mean, the design basically relies on earthen thermal mass to to burn some of that warmth from the summer um, through the winter, and so 
you can definitely do that in Tennessee because you have warmth in the summer and cold in the winter. So. Right. Like in my climate back home, I think this would not, it would not be the same. Where are you back home? Oh, uh, Gulf Coast of Texas, tropical or subtropical, not actually tropical environment, but like we don't have much of a diurnal swing and we barely have a winter so i just don't think this design would work there very well at all as as is how much do the weld casings cost each um i don't know does anybody have an answer for that i've never I, bought weld casings before i haven't gotten to pricing them i've bought them in the past but they were pvc and they were for like 30 foot wells right i i always kind of thought that this 20 foot pipe was relatively cheap. I'm going to just make a guess of 40 bucks a stick. I think the last time that I bought steel well casing, it was $60 a stick. But the price of steel might have been higher back then. I don't know. I'm I'm just making wild guesses. I'm just kind of thinking about it's going to weigh a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but now we've been funded. It's a good time to start shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we know we're going to get the money, we can start actually and, ordering supplies. And we don't need anything that's fresh and, and sparkly clean. You know. No, we try to get reused if, if uh, we materials had as that, much as possible. Yeah. So if we had something that was a little, a little dinged up, a little rusty, that'd probably be all right. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, you can't run AC in greenhouse. That is not airtight. And if it is airtight, then you also have to constantly remove excess moisture. I am concerned about the moisture. Right. And uh, one of the things that I'm thinking of is uh, an air-to-air heat exchanger. <clears throat> and so basically to take a maybe a, a two-inch pipe and blacken it, and then... Um, on and then there's a, a piece of metal that goes down the middle of the pipe, and then what we do is that on. So I'm I got to do this for everybody can see it. So you got the pipe, and then there's a piece of metal going down the middle of the pipe, and then on on this side of the pipe, it's going to go to the outside, and then on the top of the pipe on that side it goes to the inside, and then on this side of the pipe. The, the bottom is to the inside, and then the top is to the outside. So then as the sun hits it, the air on both sides is moved up, and then the cooler air outside is pulled inside, and then there's uh, an exchange of temperature with the stuff that's on its way out. So that way the exhaust air ends up being um, uh, chilled on its way out, and then the incoming air is significantly warmed. So that way, it's an air-to-air -air heat exchanger that's um, totally passive. But <clears throat> we're also going to see a lot of um, condensation on the inside of those well casings, at right. least during part of the year. Yeah. Um, and so that'll be interesting to see how that works. Maybe some of the fog parts. Oh, yeah, fog parts. That would be, well, what would we do with the fog herbs? Just put the, put the water back into the soil? Well, it could go into the gray water basin and then out that way. Yeah. 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 I think so. Just removing it from the air is the main thing. All right. Uh, oh, we almost got to the end. Oh. And then there was one close. more. Yeah. Would a round slash dome shaped structure for the front give you more space for plants with less air volume to heat slash cool? Similar idea might give more contact area with the mass behind. That would be hard to build out of glass. Well, rather than a, a dome shape, so like right now we've got kind of this, you know, flat shape here. 
but it might be possible to do something like this, and then so that way the the whole the whole greenhouse part might be able to come out a little bit more to get a little bit bigger space. But I I kind of feel like right now we gotta. I, I think that this falls into the space of like we gotta build one that's simple right. to test, but that would possibly be an idea for a future variation. Well, I mean, you want a large flat surface of glass for the sun to actually go through, whereas like you wouldn't essentially you wouldn't want the whole thing to be rounded or fastened well, and don't. The sun is passing. And stuff. Sure, it, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's probably going to equalize in terms of mm. the actual um, solar infiltration through the glass. I would be surprised if it did, but I can't say for sure, so I will choose to accept that. So uh, here's a here's a tough question. <clears throat> uh, Paul, after the greenhouse is built, how will you determine the effectiveness of each of your seven improvements on Mike's design? Well, first of all, there's seven improvements over a standard design. The first three are Mike's. Right. And then the fourth one is one that I talked with Mike about before he died. And then the rest are mine. <clears throat> um, and it's like, uh, and, and the answer, the, the, the answer to that question is I won't be able to. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's, they're all going to be tied together. But if the whole thing sucks, then we'll know that we clearly didn't do enough, right? you know, but I kind of feel like uh, if it works awesome, then it's like, all right, what can we cut out in a future design? And and I would like to think that a lot of the people that are supporting the Kickstarter are going to go out and try and build their own, and then they're going to um, have uh, their variations of what they tried and didn't try and what they measured and didn't measure, and then we're going to build our knowledge that way. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is that um, everything is being called passive right now. I haven't seen one that actually is passive. Right. They're just throwing, that's why we say truly passive. I mean, hats off. Those guys are, are, are you know, blazing some amazing trails, which is super cool and amazing and awesome. I'm glad they're doing it. And I think, you know, I wish that they would use a word like maybe, maybe passive-ish or almost passive or something, but um, extremely low energy or something. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like, but all right, they they said that that, that it was passive. So if I'm going to be passiver, <laughs> then then uh, what what can I say besides truly passive? I guess like really. Right. I, so I kind of don't want to poop on what they've done because they've done basically they're following the work of Don Stevens. Yeah. So years ago, Don Stevens uh, did a bunch of experiments in the space. Now all these greenhouses are doing this using the Don Stevens technique, which was annualized geosolar, and uh, and it's kind of like but but yeah, lots of fans are involved, you know, powerful fans. So, all right, the question is is how will we determine the effectiveness of each? Um, it's possible that we could shut the gray water system off and that we could plug the thermal wells. True. And then you would evaluate um, the the Wafati aspect of it. Um, it's possible that you... That's as much as we got before the Internet died. Um, so that's it <laughs> for this time. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about 
Wafadis, homesteading, and permaculture all the time. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash paulwheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.